welcome to a very special holiday episode of the Stumbling Peons. What makes it special? Uh, you're listening to it? Because we're stumbling, we're peons, we do stupid shit. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by the letter C for uh, Christmas? <laughs> Hi, I'm one of the hosts. This is David. Hi, this is this is Lachey. Nice. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. How do you know Batman spells? Oh no. I mean, he's a billionaire, so I would stand to reason Batman might actually smell pretty nice. Well, here's also the other thing: is does he ever uh, clean his leather suit? I would he hope sweats so. Sweats in it all the time. I don't know if it's, well, it's not leather per se. It's like a combination of like Kevlar and other. Does he wash it though? Because he sweats it. Well, he doesn't wash it. His butler washes it. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Alfred has seen some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Alfred also is the one that kind of sews him back up after he gets into fights and stuff. Alfred, I need to check my prostate. What? That's where the that's where the villain hit me, uh, Master Bruce. Check my prostate. I don't know what I'm looking for, sir. <laughs> I don't. Alfred, if you don't enter my back cave, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> so what we've decided to do for this episode is we're going to read around some weird or strange or different Christmas traditions around the world. Now, the extent of our uh, research is pretty lazy. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what that, happens. That's just our aesthetic at this point. And before we get going, I just want to say thanks for Anchor FM for hosting our, our very amateur little podcast. So, what is new with you? Other than um, Cyberpunk playing just fucking fine, even though I have a couple minor glitches here or there, people need to fucking stop being such a big baby. And uh, the worst glitch I have seen in this game so far is the occasional crash, which it autosaves so frequently that I'm not really having to start over anywhere, even when it does crash. And him not wanting to actually put on his pants. So I'll equip the pants, but he didn't actually want to put on the pants. So I was running around in shoes and a shirt and no pants. I mean, I get that. I don't want to... I don't want to have to go out out in the world with pants, but unfortunately you have to. Right. I get that. But that is like the worst glitch I've seen. Now, I have seen videos with various glitches that are popping up, and it's not good. (laughs) Um, I mean, for the most part, it's still playable because I've played quite a few hours into it already, and it's been playable. Like the there's a, the current glitch on PC is if your save file gets too big, it'll it'll corrupt your save. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. 
<laughs> that is eh. for some reason the games on pc have just been even worse for instance i cannot play anthem on the pc i can't do it you know i'm gonna say this and this is gonna be unpopular because the game has a very negative fan base but i like the game <laughs> i do too i can't play it on pc however it plays perfect perfect on the xbox there's nothing wrong with it on the xbox i'm sorry it plays what <laughs> perfect 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 magnificent there's nothing um, wrong with it what what uh this is Brent, what uh, uh javelin do you like um trying to remember what it's called Oh. Well, my main is a Colossus, and my secondary is a Storm. I think Storm's the one that I use more often. I like that one the best. Uh, I mean, I can call down a goddamn lightning bolt. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you don't move very quickly, and I don't like that, because I don't like moving slow. Uh, Storm, you move faster than Colossus. Colossus is slow, but Colossus is hard to kill, too. Yeah. Interceptor is not not bad either. I don't care for Ranger, which is the basic, which is the he's the more combat oriented one. He's not bad. I just not. I don't know. It doesn't quite fit my play style. All right. I'm really, I'm really enjoying Colossus. I mean, especially when I can run up and smack someone with a shield. It's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like all of them. They all have their pros and cons, but I like no. I like elemental damage a lot. I see some of the problems, though. Uh, the game definitely needs some more content. Um, yeah. Um, right now, I'm on a mission that's really annoying because it's kind of hard to find the fucking Titans. Is There's a mission where you got to build the Shield of Dawn. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Titans are kind of weird, hard to find. <laughs> yeah, those... Yeah, they need to have more... Um... That mission is a... It's, it's hard for all the wrong reasons. So Right. Right, because um, yes, there is um, in the new Assassin's Creed, you can choose not to have any clues or quest markers or like prompts on telling where you to go. But that's something the player gets to choose. Uh, Anthem just kind of is like, I'm not going to tell you where to go, and I'm not going to give you a little. Uh, I'm not going to give you a hint. Sorry, I had to oh, look it up. I had to look it up for someone who found them and then posted it online. Well, I mean, Titan is an MMO after all. That's what it is. Yeah. At the very base level. So it, it meets all the, it takes all those requirements. See, World of Warcraft is the same in that regard. Uh, Destiny 2 is kind of similar. Destiny 2 is a bit more compact, though, for an MMO. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, what what system are you running? Uh, Cyberpunk on Xbox One. Which one? The base model. The One S. One mm, S. Nah. So my understanding is it runs better on the Pro and the, and the Xbox One X, but the base systems it has the most trouble, mm. which feels like they. They were pushing to develop for the newer systems. At some point during development, they just they were just pushing for the PS5 and the new Xbox. And mm-hmm. then something happened 
blah 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 blah. I, you know, here's my thing. They they kept delaying, and then people kept getting upset at them because they were delaying. It's, I would rather for delays in a better game than it being released like this. Right. Like, I feel like I, I the whole entire problem and the only problem, all these other problems stem from this one problem, is people need to be patient. You are not owed a game. They do not owe you a game. They could just stop production and be like, fuck you, you're not getting cyberpunk anyways. I'm done. We're not making them anymore. Well, People not... that saw the art could have been like, nope, sorry. We're not doing it no more. I'm getting death threats on my family. I'm getting death threats on me. I'm not doing this project no more. You are not owed a fucking game. Get off your goddamn ass. And... <sighs> your high horse is too high. Stop it. Your ass horse. Get off your high ass. <laughs> Get off your high ass. Like... Bruh. <laughs> and now you guys are all bitching because it's a shit game when they told you, hey, if we release it now, it's going to be shit. Oh, you're going to kill us if we don't release it now. Okay, here. Here's your steaming pile of shit. <laughs> so now they're offering, now a CD Project Red is helping to pay refunds out of the money out of their own pocket. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. I well. <laughs> too late now right i I do want to play the game but i'm going to wait till all this dies down (laughs) and pick up a copy (laughs) that said i know you can play as you can be as you can start as a one of three life paths like i know one Mm -hmm. of them's like a mafia the other one's mercenary one of them's mafia one of them's like mercenary slash cop I, I'm not quite sure. Based off the description, it sounds more like a police force than, than a mercenary. And then you have the um, the Hicks, the people, the... I don't know what they call them in the game. I can't remember because I didn't choose that path. But they're the ones outside the city. Kind of like, like the Rangers. Mm. Uh, they live out in like... almost. They almost look like little... Um, Native American reservations out there. Hmm. They live off of generators and things like that. And they just romp around the hills. I don't know. I chose the Mafia one. And I get made fun of by the Hicks a lot as a city boy. And I need to just shut the fuck up. Well, this has been the bitching hour. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we've fizzed you with some Christmas cheer this season because fuck knows we all need a little bit of it <laughs> this year. Right. Oh, so, speaking yes. Speaking of cheer. Wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah. If I was going to I if I was going to say this, it would it would lead into um the elephant in the room. But I did hear some good news. Hmm. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. that that good news. Right. Um, so I want to read a couple factoids here. So the current site that I'm using is called uh, Green Global Travel, and that's where I'm getting some of this information from. Um, we are not going to fact check ourselves. We're just going to make use of various websites here, and we'll we'll source our websites. So 
if anyone wants to look at said websites, you may do so. Um, by sourcing, and we're just going to mention the website in the podcast. We're not going to write it down because uh, that's a lot of extra work. <laughs> so, <clears throat> some of this I did know because there's a history podcast I listen to, which I highly suggest for everyone that likes British history. It's called the British History Podcast. We're worth listening to. Uh, the origin. So, I want to read this verbatim. There's this a couple of factoids, and then we'll switch off to you and we'll switch back and forth. Uh, the origins of Christmas can be traced back to an ancient pagan celebration such as Sol Invictus. Um, and there's also another one called the Kalians and another one called Saturnalia. So the reason why Christmas fell on the 25th is because the Christian church was like, okay, we don't like these festivals, but we know y'all want to celebrate something. So what they did was they condensed it all into one day, which Mm -hmm. conveniently happened to be, although I don't know how true that is, was when was Jesus' birthday. So they're like, okay, all you pagans want a holiday. Fuck it. All right, here's what we'll do. (laughs) Mm. They, um, I know many of them are centered around the winter solstice. Yeah. So a little thing that's not on here, but if I recall correctly, during medieval times, they would um, they would go on a, a very long fast period. So by the time it hit Christmas, they would have a massive fucking feast. So people would look forward to that big, gigantic feast. I might be mixing up a couple of my factoids here, but uh, the mistletoe was held sacred by the Norse, the Celtic Druids, and Native American Indians because it remains green and bears fruit during the winter when other plants seem to die. Druids thought the plant had the power to cure infertility and nervous diseases and to ward off evil. Hmm. But there you go, folks. Mistletoe. You can have more babies. Uh, I'll read one more factoid, then I'll let you read something off or two or three or... 23. I don't know if I have 23 of them, but sure. Shh, you can pretend. (laughs) (laughs) Long before there were Christmas trees, the pagans revered evergreens as symbols of eternal life and rebirth. Because of their pagan associations, holly, ivy, and other evergreen bows, conveniently used for holiday home decoration, was banned by the 6th century. The Christian Christian the Christian Council of Braga. Hmm. hmm. Fascinating. Read something else. So I have no idea how to pronounce this, but um, try anyway. It might this be funny. one is from Finland. It's ah, this would be great. Hivajula. <laughs> try that again, just just for the people in the back. Hivajula. I don't know. It's H Y D A with two dots and A with two dots, and then space J O U L U A. I'm willing to bet that J might be an H sound. Hula hula hula. I don't know how to. I I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) 
Um, this one says many Finns visit the sauna on Christmas Eve. Families gather and listen to the National Peace of Christmas radio broadcast. It is customary to visit the grave sites of departed family members. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to get the main parts of this long ass. Um, I guess the Norway um, people used to think that the sun was a wheel of fire that rolled towards the sun and away from the earth. So that rolled towards and then away from the earth. Hmm. I guess that's where the fireplace came into play was Norway because they thought the sun was a burning wheel of fire. That rolled towards the earth and then away from the earth. And somehow they thought it would be a great idea to have fire in their house. Hmm. And then. Uh, I guess that's where the log shaped cheesecakes and desserts during the holidays came from too. It's just not telling me why. Hmm. I mean, I could read this whole entire paragraph to you, but it's not saying why. I don't even want to try. I suck at German so bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can streamline it, streamline it with a few sentences. All right. So this one's Germany, and it's quoted Frolich Weihnachten. Whatever. Whatever. The tradition of decorating Christmas trees come from Germany. Decorating evergreen trees had always been a part of the German winter solstice tradition. The first Christmas trees explicitly decorated and named after the Christian holiday appeared in Strasbourg, part of Alsace? I don't know how to pronounce that either. In the beginning of the 17th century. After 1750, Christmas trees began showing up in other parts of Germany and even more after 1771. When jo Johann Wolfgang von Goethe visited Strasbourg and promptly included a Christmas tree in his novel, The Suffering of Young Werther. So I guess that's where um, people started decorating said Christmas trees. Fascinating. The next one's Mexico, but I'm going to let you do your thing so that I can read this big, long thing on Mexico. I think what we're learning here, we need to have more German language stuff for you to try to pronounce. Because <laughs> you just nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Oh, Pope Julius I, the Bishop of Rome, originally proclaimed... I'm just going to start that over. Pope Julius I. The Bishop of Rome originally proclaimed December 25th the official celebration day for Jesus' birthday back in 350 AD. Hmm. Rome, Rome had, a, had a lot of firsts. Yeah. The, Rome was its own worst enemy, though, in the end. The city of Riga, Latvia, holds the claim as... Okay. Hang on. Okay. Let me... It, that read weird in my brain. I had to stop. 
The city of Riga, Latvia, holds the claim as home to history's first decorated Christmas tree back in 1510. I will read one more fact, unless you're ready. No, you're good. We are well, we are well prepared for this episode, folks. <laughs> uh, the midwinter... <laughs> Fuck me, I can't talk today. <laughs> Oh goodness, guys, we 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 fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the midwinter festival of Yule has been celebrated by the Germanic peoples since at least the fourth century. Yule, which is also called winter solstice, is the longest night of the year and the time of greatest darkness. Some some scholars believe the word Yule means revolution or wheel. Symbolizing the cyclical return of the sun, King Hakon the first of Norway rescheduled the date of Yule to coincide with Christian celebrations held at the time. Oh wow, there's a lot to process there. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of just throwing a shit ton of facts into one small paragraph in these. I like that's interesting. I mean, I, I'm learning something. <laughs> <laughs> According to old English folk tales, the devil died when Jesus was born. So some towns developed a Christmas Eve tradition of ringing the church bells near midnight to announce the devil's demise. In England, this custom was called tolling or ringing the devil's knell. Hmm. Huh. Fascinating. Interesting. All right. <laughs> All right. So mine is from Mexico. It's Feliz Navidad. In 1828, the American minister to Mexico, Joel R. Poinsett, brought a red and green plant from Mexico to America. It is coloring as its coloring seemed perfect for the new holiday. The plants, which were called poinsettias, poinsettias after Poinsett, began appearing in greenhouses as early as 1830. In 1870, New York stores began to sell them at Christmas. By 1900, they were a universal symbol of the holiday. In Mexico, paper mache sculptures called piñatas were filled with mm. candy and coins hung from the ceiling. Children then take turns hitting the piña, piña, piñata until it breaks, sending a shower of treats to the floor. Children race together as much of the loot as they can. So that's when uh, poinsettias and Pinatas came into play. Let's see. I'll just read it. England, uh, Merry Christmas was the header of this one. Christmas cards can be traced back to England as Englishmen named John Calcott Horsley helped to popularize the tradition of sending Christmas greeting cards when the when he began producing small cards featuring festive scenes and pre-written holiday greetings in the late 1830s. Newly efficient post offices, and post offices in England and the United States made the cards nearly overnight sensations. At about the time, similar cards were being made by R.H. Peace, the first American card maker in Albany, New York, and Louis Prang, a German who immigrated to America in 1850. So, England started Christmas cards. Hmm. Cheerio. Cheerio. Well. Uh, 
Hey, question. I'm reading a paragraph on mine right now. Did you say it was the Celtic people that started con uh, considering the mistletoe to have magical powers? Uh, it was... Well, it was held sacred by the Norse, the Celtic Druids, and Native American Indians. Okay, I was just curious because I couldn't remember already. I have short-term memory loss, and I have the same paragraph that's stating the same stuff, so I'm just going to skip it. <gasps> How dare you! Scotland has historically <laughs> Scotland has historically made a much bigger deal of celebrating Hogmanay, the last day of the year, than Christmas. In fact. The later holiday was banned by the country's parliament for more than 300 years and was only made illegal again in 1958. Wow. The Grinch who screwed Scotland out of Christmas was 16th century minister John Knox, leader of the Reformation and founder of the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. He believed Christians should only celebrate holidays mentioned in the Bible. So Christmas was strongly discouraged starting in 1583 and officially prohibited by law in 1640. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, find the pickle. That's what you said. A pickle-shaped ornament hidden somewhere on the Xmas tree with the person who finds it getting an extra present is a common American Christmas tradition. Is it? <laughs> but though it's mistakenly believed to be an old German tradition, nobody seems to know how the Christmas pickle <laughs> tradition started. One myth involves a Civil War soldier of Bavarian origin who'd been imprisoned by the enemy. He begged the guard for one last pickle before he died, and, and it gave him the will to carry on. Another myth involves St. Nicholas rescuing two boys from a pickle barrel. But the truth is that the legend was most likely started by retailers selling glass ornaments imported from Germany. <clears throat> Excuse me. The town of Berrien Springs. Michigan holds a pickle festival every year in December. Hmm. My 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 brain is supposed to go wants to laugh like a fucking school schoolboy at the <laughs> hide the pickle part. <laughs> That's funny. So mine is Christmas pudding, also known as figgy pudding or plum pudding, is an English dish dating back to the middle ages uh suet flour sugar raisins nuts and spices are tied loosely in a cloth boiled until the ingredients are plum meaning that they have enlarged enough to fill the cloth and then it is unwrapped sliced like cake and topped with cream caroling also be began in england wandering musicians would travel from town to town visiting castles and homes of the rich in return for their performance the musician hoped to receive a hot meal or money um, I guess I'll do one more since I was too short. In the United States and England, children hang stockings on their bedposts or near a fireplace on Christmas Eve, hoping that it will be filled with treats while they slept. In Scandinavia, similar-minded children leave their shoes on the hearth. This tradition can be traced to the legends about St. Nicholas. One legend tells about three poor sisters who could not marry because they had no money for a dowry to save them from being sold by their father, St. Nick left each of the three sisters gifts of gold coins. One went down the chimney and landed in a pair of shoes that had been left on the hearth. Another went into a window uh, and into a pair of stockings left hanging by the fire to dry. Hmm. 
So there's your um, how stockings began and how Carolyn began. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> As you might imagine, Christmas in Hawaii is a decidedly tropical affair. Many locals import their traditional furs and pines from the U.S. mainland, arriving long before the holiday starts on the Xmas tree ship. Others get creative decorating palm trees with lights and ornaments and using outrigger canoes and dolphins to resemble Santa's sleigh and reindeer. That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Jolly old St. Nick and his eyes wear aloha shirts instead of fur-trimmed suits. And, of course, the most popular Christmas dinner is com- is a community or family luau, complete with roast pig and colorful Christmas lays. I I would love to go to a Hawaiian luau. Roast pig is fucking awesome. Is it? <laughs> yes. That sounds, that sounds awesome, instead of the same shit we do every year on the mainland. It sounds kind of the way that Australia does it, because in Australia... There's their Christmas hits in the middle of summer, and it's not very unusual to hit 100 degrees weather um, on their Christmas days. So they just have beach time and outdoor barbecues, um, family gatherings, exchanging gifts, and either a hot meal with ham, turkey, pork, or seafood, or just barbecues. So Australia does basically the same thing, just without the palm trees. Yeah, but we all know Australia doesn't exist. It's only in, pe- in our imaginations. <laughs> I think that's where God decided to put all of his um, experimental beasts. I, I mean, Australian people are fucking... Listen, <laughs> we think we're tough, but Australians wake up every day to shit that can murder you within a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they've got They've got the balls of steel shit on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I expect Australians to come over here and walk around. If, if, if shit goes down, like, oh, that's cool. It's just a normal day for us. <laughs> mm. Oh, is that a spider? That's cute. <laughs> I mean, so there's the. Uh, forget what it was called or what kind of spider it was. So Australia gets the... I don't know how often that happens. So I'm... I could be fucking this up. (laughs) Yeah. So Australia gets something called spider rains on occasion where spiders just sort of rain down with the they're webbing and they're just everywhere. Just imagine stepping outside and just spiders raining down from the fucking sky. <laughs> uh. Hmm. Uh. Also sounds very metal. <laughs> it does. Oh, in the Marshall Islands, people prepare for Christmas months in advance, stockpiling gifts and dividing into uh Gyptas or teams. Gyptas? Hyptas? Gyptas? Hmm. The hold song. Oh, wow. I fucked that up. 
<clears throat> Let me start that over. In the Marshall Islands, people prepare for Christmas months in advance, stockpiling gifts and dividing into heptas or teams that hold song and dance competitions on Christmas Day. They also build a pinata like. Whew, let's try to pronounce this. A pinata like Wookiee, Wookiee containing little presents, matches, money, or soap for God. Wookie, Wookie. Hmm. <laughs> if if I've learned anything, usually the J's are not J's like we think of them. They're usually like a <laughs> sound. <laughs> I will read one more. In Argentina, Christmas customs are a blend of American, European, and Hispanic traditions. Their celebrations typically include the boots of Father Christmas, red and white flowers and putting cotton on Xmas trees to, stim- to simulate snow. Hmm, clever. Hmm. But most family gatherings in Argentina take place on fat Christmas Eve with huge feasts, gift exchanged at midnight, and children going to sleep to the sound of fireworks. Hmm. Ah, the, the relaxing sound of explosions. <laughs> hmm. Learning something new today. I like that. Yeah. So, Ukrainians prepare a traditional 12-course meal. A family's youngest child watches through the window for the evening star to appear, a signal that the feast can begin. Uh, see, Greece. In Greece, many people believe in Kilikantseri. Holy shit. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Kalikantseri. Anyways, uh, goblins that appear to cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Gifts are usually exchanged on January 1st, St. Basil's Day. Hmm. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, Jamestown, Virginia. According to... Reports by Captain John Smith, the first eggnog made in the United States was consumed in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. As if I recall, grog was originally a pirate beverage. Well, not necessarily pirate, but it was... Uh, if I'm remembering my ratios, it was one like oh gosh, uh, it was usually some sort of tea, uh, lime juice, water, um, uh, obviously a shit ton of rum, brown sugar, and I think various assorted spices and stuff like that. And usually that it'd be in a big ass barrel, so that was your, because water was not exactly clean on a ship, so that was your rations. That was what you would drink. I could also be mixing it up with something else, but I'm not going to look it up because that's not what we do. Hmm. Well, we do look up stuff, but listen, don't, don't, don't focus on details. <laughs> hey, Lachey, hmm. did you know that in Peru? December 24th, which is known as La Noche Buena, is the main day for celebrations. After Mass, families go home to feast 
open gifts, and toast each other at midnight. Hmm. The most important decorations are... <laughs> Pesibre? <laughs> Pesibre. Nativity scenes intricately carved from wood or stone. Gifts are spread around the manger rather than a tree, and it's considered lucky to be the one chosen to put the figurine of baby Jesus into the manger or Christmas Eve. How? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got baby Jesus! In Canada, most Canadian Christmas traditions are very similar to those practiced in the United States. In the far north of the country, indigenous in Inuits... <laughs> What? Indigenous oh, Inuits, Inuits okay. celebrate winter festival called Sinktuk. Hmm. Yeah, Sinktuk, which features parties with dancing and the exchanging of gifts. Well, isn't that swell? Yeah. Sure. Uh, in spite of Ethiopia's Christian heritage, Christmas is not an important holiday there. Most people actually call the holiday Ghana or Guinea after a hockey-like ball game played only once a year on Christmas afternoon. All right. Interesting. People in <laughs> people in Iceland will often exchange books on Christmas Eve, then spend the rest of the night reading them and eating chocolate. All right. The tradition is part of a season called, oh, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You're here. I'm going to give you this word to pronounce. <laughs> this will be awesome. Go ahead, Lachey. Pronounce that word. If I'm going off of what you've been saying, I'll say hola bokaflod. <laughs> That's actually, you got a little bit of an accident happened there. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, a flood or the Christmas book flood. What? <laughs> that makes so much more sense. As a result, Iceland publishes more books per capita than any other country, selling most of them between September and November. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, did you also know that early illustrations of Santa Claus pictured him as a stern, commanding disciplinarian holding a birch rod? The jolly old, old elf we know and love today was created by our artist, Hadan Sunbloom, for a Coca-Cola ad. That I did know. That's, yeah, Coca-Cola basically invented the current Santa. Before then, he was very, very different in everyone's eyes. Speaking of Santa, Austria... Um, has uh, Krampus, a beast-like demon creature that roams the city streets, fight frightening kids and punishing the bad ones? Nope, this isn't Halloween, but Saint Nicholas's evil accomplice, Krampus. In Austrian tradition, Saint Nicholas rewards nice little boys and girls, while Krampus is said to capture the naughtiest children and whisk them away in a sack. The first week of December, young men dress up as Krampus, especially on the eve of Saint Nicholas Day, frightening children with clattering chains and bells. I mean, I guess uh, people in Japan eat Kentucky Fried Christmas dinner. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is awesome. Hey, I mean KFC is awesome. So right, yeah, they they eat KFC on 
their Christmas day is their Christmas dinners. Well, really, the original is still good. The the crispy doesn't taste right anymore. I don't know, something they changed something with the recipe. I feel like, mm. but, but I digress. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we'll read a couple more and then we'll start wrapping up. Because unfortunately today, folks, even though this is meant to be a holiday special, we're a little pressed for time. It's our fault, but we're going to blame y'all anyway. How dare you? <laughs> Did you know Tom Smith invented the Christmas invented Christmas crackers around 1846? If you don't know what those are, uh, they're they're mostly in Europe, but they've been making their way out um, in America here and there every other year or every year. They're not quite a big thing here yet. So Christmas it's like a bit. It looks like a big, like wrapped piece of candy, and then you pull on each end, and it pops with confetti. And there's usually like a piece of candy or in a like a toy in it. And usually there's like a little paper hat in it, just for it's a fun little thing. Anyway, he was inspired by the French habit of wrapping sugared almonds in twists of paper as gifts. Uh, on Christmas Day, traditions allow Lebanese children to go up to any adult and say, okay, <laughs> mm. here we go, folks. I'm going to butcher some Lebanese language. <laughs> I don't know what letters do what in Lebanese, so I'm just going to sound it out as Aditi Aliak. Uh, if there's any li- listeners that know Lebanese, please let me know how to say that. If the adult, uh, which translates roughly to, you have a gift for me. If the adult has a present to spare, the kids add this to their Christmas morning haul. Hmm. Huh. So rather than asking for a gift, you demand one. I like nice. that. I like that. I'll do one more. Uh, Syrian children receive gifts from one of the wise man's camels, purported to be the youngest and smallest in the caravan, who fell down exhausted at the end of the long journey to Bethlehem. Wait. <laughs> huh? Uh, wait, hang on. <laughs> they receive gifts from their camels? Yeah. Syrian ch- children receive gifts from one of the wise man's camels, Reported to be the youngest and smallest in the caravan who fell down exhausted at the end of the long journey to Bethlehem. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, I think what we're not getting here is I, I'm assuming the camel was carrying a bunch of shit and bags and stuff or whatever. So that's. T- t- did they just run up to camels and take shit or did the camels. <laughs> Santa camel. There we go. <laughs> What you got? All right. So, in the 13 days leading up to Christmas, 13 Trixie, I think this is Icelandic, anyways. In 13. <coughs> oh my God. Oh, the Christmas dog. <laughs> Santa pup? Ah, she has muted a second so her dog will calm down. But in the meantime, Sorry, guys. Hang on one second. (laughs) Okay. So I guess 
There are, in the 13 days leading up to Christmas, 13 tricksy troll-like characters come out to play in Iceland. The Yule Lads, Yola Svenarnir, <laughs> or Yola Svenir, in Icelandic, visit the children across the country over 13 nights leading up to Christmas for each night of the Yuletide. Children place their best shoes by the window, and a different Yule lad visits, leaving gifts for nice girls and boys and rotting potatoes for the naughty ones. Clad in traditional Iceland costume, these fellas are pretty mischievous, and their names hint at the type of trouble they like to cause. Oh, fuck. These are so... There's a bunch of letters in this that I don't even recognize. <laughs> uh, Please, Steck, try your best. Steck Jastar, Sheepcoat uh -huh. Claude, Giljagar, Goalie Gawk, Stufferer Stubby. <laughs> I don't know if that's a P or what the fuck that is, but Vorslikir, Spoonlicker, Potaskefil, pot scraper, Askalakir, bowl liquor, Heroskelir, door slammer, Sky Gummer, Sky Gobbler, Baja, ba I'm going to ignore the B. Hugnak. Uh, Rickier sausage <laughs> sausage swiper glug glug this is like an A and an E mixed together. What the fuck is that sound? Glug gear great window peeper <laughs> get up for doorway sniffer. Oh get crocker meat hook. Hey, you door sniffing and, spoon licker. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt S. Kurt, Curtis Snicker, <laughs> candle stealer. Visit Iceland this Christmas and catch them all. Here, I'm going to send you a screenshot of these names, okay? This is amazing. Please keep pronouncing shit. Oh my God. Here. I sent you that. You can oh, look at this, those names. These are some awesome insults. You fucking door sniffer. My God! Uh, send me the link to this site. This is awesome. Uh. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Oh, oh boy! Oh, there's a lot of. Uh... Oh, okay. There, there you go, sir. I want to say the A and E is like an if sound. If I guess there, I give there, uh oh boy <laughs> that her her row like the o with the the, the cross in it i have uh, no idea what the fuck that is i should learn scandinavian it looks like a fun language to pronounce <laughs> it definitely looks cool as fuck huh. interesting <coughs> well folks let's see Unfortunately, this episode is not going to be as long as we would have liked. Uh, but I will read a couple things here, and then we will start wrapping up. Did you know, fruitcake originated in ancient Egypt, where it was considered essential for the afterlife. Hmm. Mm. 
Uh, roast turkey didn't appear consistently on Christmas Day menus until 1851 when it replaced roast swan as the favorite dish of royal courts. Uh, the candy cane's origin can be traced back to Europe circa 1670, but it didn't appear in the U.S. until the 1800s. They were generally all white until the 1900s when they took on a shape representing Jesus' hook for shepherding his lambs and colors representing purity, white, and Christ's sacrifice, red. Uh, I think you read part of this one, so this is like another side to what you read. Uh, there are 12 courses in the traditional Ukrainian Christmas Eve supper, each of them dedicated to one of Christ's apostles. And I'll read one more quick one here, and then we will wrap up. And then before, yeah. Uh, here we go. Old Christmas tree is also known as Old Tannenbaum. is based on a traditional German folk song. Huh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, this is meant to be a little longer, but we listen. <laughs> Shit happens. But we hope you enjoyed it. Oh, we really do. Because um, we do this for you. And we like doing this. So, Well, at least I like it. I don't know if you do or not. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. So... This episode would be going up soon. Actually, I'll be posting this anyway. So we will be doing another part of our results reading very soon. Uh, the 90s episode is being worked on. We've had a couple snacks, but it is coming. Uh, I think it's about everything. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. We hope you have a good holiday this year because, holy shit, like I said at the beginning of this, we, we, we all need it. Indeed. Uh, have a good Christmas. Try to avoid any negativity as much as possible. Hang in there. And this has been the Stumbling Peon saying... Bye!